Welcome to the new episode of The Wandering Below. These are your hosts, Davide and Stella. We are experimenting with a new format that we're going to have for season three, which um, is basically an interview format. We are going to explore the topics of community and belonging by interviewing people. And we're going to start today by interviewing each other. So I'm going to start by being the interviewer. And Stella, she's going to be the interviewee for today. And we're going to talk about community, talk about culture, talk about belonging, talk about all these things in order to see how it feels to us, to see where it brings us and just get insight on how to best approach the discussion on these topics. Hi, Stella. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate your time. And I would like to for us to take a deep breath together and get grounded, get deep into the soil of this conversation together. Let's get right into it. Okay, what's community for you? Well, I don't know what it is for me. I mean, I don't, like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's extended family. And by family, I mean people who are looking out for you and who care about you and are not necessarily making decisions that are self-centered around each of us as individuals but we as a family are considering the needs of everyone considering that we can't meet all of those needs maybe but that we support the individuals in our community to like I'm gonna like say something cliche just to keep it simple but if we lean into our gifts then the community will thrive because it's kind of everyone is fulfilling a certain role and we understand that um, then the needs of the community are like the individuals within the community are met because there are lots of offerings in the form of gifts. Like people are leaning into their gifts so they perform certain functions within the community and we can like connect emotionally or intellectually or spiritually as individuals but there's also uh, like an over layer of people having certain roles and community is when you know how to rely on each other and you know which person to go to when you have a certain need and they can fulfill it or they know someone in another community who can fulfill it and you kind of are um, maybe the way shower to the next community and you you like deliver your co-community member 
to the nearby community because you know that community has someone who fulfills a function that would meet the need of the person in your community who's not having their need met. So, if I understand correctly what you're saying, you believe that community is a functional thing like it's strictly related to the function that the individual make the individual uh, has within a network of individuals yeah and I think because we're talking about humans and not machines there's the function that's layered on top of the personality and preference and the interests of the person like I mean we can connect about other things it's not that we use each other because someone performs a function and I have a need and then they meet the need and I go home like it's not transactional but it's you know like I know the dentist in the community but I also know that they really like chocolate ice cream so then like I bring them ice cream when I go to the dentist because it's cute you know it's like personal hmm. so I think there are, that's what I meant by there's like the, the overlayer of the function that the individuals perform it's like that's not what you see on the surface but actually the like the surface level thing is you interact with individuals based on what they love like what makes them happy to do or the stories that they tell like the personal details of their life but then you know sort of in the background that they have like a superpower and Mm. you go to them when you have a need that's not being met i think you know community is not a group of friends to me friends are like people you hang out with because you like the same things Mm. but a community is is that you you, maybe you like the same things or maybe you don't but you have the awareness of who likes what and who does what for fun and all of that but it's the fact that you can rely on each other yeah when your needs are not being met which is how i was framing family like i think of community as an extended family i mean i think you can be friends with anyone in your community but really what a community is is like a a unit of human animals who are building a society of some form and so they all kind of have certain things that they do to uphold the society or the group vision or something. Have you ever experienced this kind of community in your life? Um, not purely. Like, I don't think... Like, I, I probably have experienced pockets of it, but I don't see, like, everyone thinking that they're part of a community and so then certain people are like not aware of what the vision is or they're not 
living as if they have any gifts or something. So then they're not contributing, but I don't mean like in a way of like, they're not sacrificing their life and giving up what they create for the good of the whole, but actually they're not engaging with others. So I, I think like I have seen like small glimpses of it within small groups or like in relation to an event or something. But as a, a whole community that you, that like one can lean on all the time, like knowing that they always have your back, I, I don't think I've experienced that. And do you know what your gift is? Or maybe do you, so you mentioned the idea of like someone has a superpower or something they're good at that they do for the sake of the community and everyone in the community knows to go to that person for having that function met. Mm -hmm. Do you think each person has an innate gift that they share with the community? Or it's something that you develop over time and you can choose what your gift, what your service to the community is. Uh, I think this is like a really um, deep spiritual belief question. So I think the answer to it is not really about community. I mean, it's... It's like how I see everything, like how I see the universe. Mm. Um, which means that it's only true for people who believe the same thing as me. Mm -hmm. So in terms of a community, I don't think you need to believe the same thing. Um, so I think like how it plays out, it might not be congruent with what I believe about it but anyway you're asking me what I believe and I think that yeah I would say people have innate gifts I don't think people can choose their gifts I do think people can choose whether to use them or not choose whether to be blind to them or not and I think the gift is in what you do for your community or what you contribute, like I said before, but I don't... I think if you are approaching your function as a functionality or your, your activity as a, an obligation... then it's not necessarily coming from the core of who you are. I think it's, you have to do a lot of, I think in our, like, modern society, there's a lot of work in, like, unraveling what you think your obligations are to the point where you will be challenged in like whether you even know who you are. But I think if you get through that and you understand who you are, then your gift is an outpouring or an externalized 
active expression of who you are. Like I don't, I, I see it as an obligation to your community, but only because your community needs you as a person and you wouldn't be able to perform that function if it weren't for you being you. And I just like, I, I hate using these words and I'm using them like so freely, like function and doing and work and obligation. It's kind of like, because I don't have the language to talk about it in as poetic a way as I really see it. You know, like I, I don't think that it's obligation in the way that like, if you have a job and your boss is demanding that you do something, you are obliged to do it. I think it's, you know, having that sort of like the God that lives in you has a mission. I mean, even that word, like I can't come up with words that are more in flow with nature, but I think everyone has a nature, you know, everyone has like who they are and that requires that person to fulfill certain roles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were talking about, you know, a lot of, about, you know, t- people having gifts and having something that they do for the community and feeling obligated to do it and kind of like you have to do it with love but also you your the community only works if you do your thing for the community because you're an active part of it and that made me think about freedom like the concept of freedom because like I think that that idea of community where people have a role and they kind of like have to fulfill their role for the whole thing to work could be interpreted as a limitation of freedom because that person is not free to do whatever they want. They have to be the person that fulfills that role. Do you have any thoughts about this reflection? I mean, I know it can be perceived that way, and that's why people do crazy things. What do you mean, crazy things? I mean, people... I I see that a lot of people are... mm, Like, always wanting more, and always unfulfilled, and kind of like... Like, I need to get this job so that I get a lot of money so I can buy the big house so I can have a lot of friends over and then I go on vacation and like it's sort of like always plotting the next win and all of that is like so much effort in compensation for the fear of losing freedom and it's sort of like creating a view of the world that if I get whatever I want, that's freedom. And I, I, I don't know, there's a lot of brainwashing about freedom to me. And I think freedom, like if you look at freedom as you can use your energy, your life force, your lifetime, your time on earth as 
or you can use it however you want to in the way that in the way that let's say costs you the least I mean that's why we say that things are free when you don't pay for them if you can do whatever you want with as little requirement from you as possible I would say the only way to have a lifestyle of freedom is to do the thing that is your inherent gift to do it's like it it if it comes out of you like if your role in your community is an expression of who you are in other words maybe you don't even have to do anything but it's it's who you are like people just they're around you and then they feel better in a certain way maybe you don't even have to be the person who cuts down trees when you need lumber but you are a a being you know like you are there and that's enough and if you do that then there's very little energetic input from you or maybe it's a you have like if you are the guy who cuts down trees and that's your role or your gift I mean it maybe it takes a lot of your energy but when you do it you know that it's right like you feel proud of yourself for being able to provide that for your family and your community I think that sort of like builds you up in a way that even sitting there and doing nothing and expending no energy couldn't do and so I, I, I don't know. There's like, freedom is interesting because I think it's associated often with, um, I mean, I see from my perspective, freedom is associated with patriotism. Yes. It's associated with, uh, I want to say the state. Like, I mean, sort of the secular world. And sacrifice is associated with a religious lifestyle. And I think real freedom is the understanding that a sacrificial offering, as in a sacrifice, can be a a beautiful gift that doesn't drain you but it's something that you give freely and abundantly because you have love for the thing that you're giving an offering to whether it's the vision of the land or it's your god or it's your community and in making that sacrifice there's this mysterious sense of freedom that you feel because you feel free to to like spend your life doing this set obligated thing i mean that's the thing like i i don't think we have the best language to convey these ideas yeah i mean like freedom is 
obtained through fulfilling your role in the ecosystem, in the community. You can't, like, it's that misunderstanding, right, of being free when you are outside of everything. You can do mm. whatever you want. Yeah. But then you do whatever you want, but you don't do nothing. Or you do something that is, doesn't have a purpose. But only when you do the sacrifice, when you, I mean, yeah, that's hard to say, but like not sacrifice of like hurting yourself, but like giving something, right, to the community, to the ecosystem, then you're receiving something back and you're an active part of the community. So you obtain freedom in that sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like that you brought ecosystem into it. Like, I imagined um, thinking about, like, a bird. Do you think that the bird is free to be a bird? I mean, yes, if there's air for it to fly through, if there's a tree for it to nest in, mm. if there are worms for it to eat, it is free to be a bird. Is it free to be a whale? No. Like, freedom is not always getting the thing that you don't have. It's getting to be yourself. And, like, I think that's that's the thing. It's so much simpler than we realize when we talk about, like, having freedom and having rights and all these things. Like, I mean, even the bird, like, if we cut all the trees down, the bird doesn't have a place to live. So it's not free to build a nest in a tree. I mean, so, you know, the ecosystem is important because it's it's a web of beings. And we are in that web. And there's the biological aspect of, is there enough food for the community? Is there land for us to live on is there shelter is there clean water but there's the social aspect too which is like does everyone have the freedom to be who they are safely and I think that gets intermingled with having the freedom to do something like I'm free to do whatever I want because this, this, and this, where it's sort of like, I think the reality is freedom is just, I mean, it's so simple, but it's also like somehow we can't do it. Like somehow humans have overcomplicated it, that freedom is just getting to be who you are in its full expression without anyone telling you that it's not good enough. And I think, you know, in my ideal world, in my ideal community, if you are being extra, as in like being your full self, and not just living that way, but also your offering to your community is an expression of you, more and more of you. I mean, nobody could say in this ideal community, you're not doing enough or you are doing too much or you're doing the wrong thing. Because you're just doing you. Right. 
And also we need you. Like, I mean, it's not a mistake that you were born exactly as you are and that you have these innate abilities. We needed that. I mean, it's like the idea of, um, like invasive plants or, you know, like different herbs. When, when a new plant starts growing in your area, it's because someone needs it and it might not be you. Like you might have a poisonous reaction to it if you touch it or like you eat it and then you die, but it's not necessarily there for you, but it's there for someone. Mm -hmm. It's there because the soil needs it or the animals need it. It has to be there or it wouldn't be like nature doesn't make mistakes. It wouldn't put through the energy to allow a new species to move in here. If it weren't of benefit to the ecology as a whole. And I see the human society as the same. Like there wouldn't be a person who has these specific needs and these specific gifts born into this specific community if we didn't need it. And you might not like that person, but that's not what this is about. And so I think it's hard to, it's hard for some people to consider that freedom is for everyone. But I think it's because freedom gets associated with uh, like uh, freedom to go to Walmart, even though it's Thanksgiving day, like maybe the store should be closed. You know, it's like, I have freedom to consume things. I have freedom to buy more land just because I have more money and do whatever I want with it. But like, I, I think it can't, I mean, real freedom is not about consumption. It's about being as simply you as you are and not needing more. I mean, how could needing more be freedom? It's just like needing more means you have to have more energetic input. That's like, to me, the opposite of freedom. It's really um, interesting, I believe, to see the correlation between freedom and belonging. You know, you mentioned the idea of patriotism, where there's freedom, but there's also within that idea of freedom, there's also a deep sense of belonging as part of one country or one group of people. Mm -hmm. Which makes me think that freedom and belonging go hand in hand. They are tightly woven together. And in your example, in your idea of freedom, I see how by being yourself, by you know, one being oneself fully, that person also feels like they belong. Maybe up to up to a point when they don't even question whether they belong or not. So do you think freedom and 
belonging are connected. Mm. I think um, they are only only because I mean what you referenced is the reality that most people do question whether they belong you know you you said like to the point where you would never even question whether you belong or not I think many people do like we live in a world where that happens and so I think in that world let's say to heal that world to recalibrate to a point where we know we belong because you literally couldn't exist if you shouldn't exist because nature tells us that. I mean, there's a biological blueprint that confirms that. But socially, we don't always see that reflected back to us. And so I think in this context, in this society, there does need to be a connection between freedom and belonging. I don't think they're inherently necessarily connected. But the reason I see that they are connected in the form of healing one's association or one's sense of belonging is like freedom is the first level of belonging. Freedom is um, like... I see that you are different from me and I can't say anything about it. That's apathy, really. But apathy that's cloaked as freedom. Then there's another level of freedom, which is accepting that someone is different from you. And there's another level that's we need the people who are different from us. And in all of that, it's... It, it can only get to that level of awareness. You know, it's not just that I tolerate you, I accept you. It's not just that I accept you, but I celebrate you. It's not just that I celebrate you, but I need you here. Because everyone needs you here. And like, those different levels only happen when freedom is at the basis of it. Because if you imagine that you don't have the freedom to be who you are, then there's not even toleration. Like, people don't even tolerate you. When you don't have freedom to be how you are, to express who you are, and to do the things that are yours to do, it's because there's a lack of freedom. So I see that freedom is a starting point to belonging. Because you can't belong if you don't even feel safe in a community. But I think there are all these levels of freedom that say, like, we tolerate you, we accept you, we celebrate you, we need you. And only after that depth of freedom in which a person feels needed and important, not just celebrated for being different, but saying, like, we require what you are, all that you are, in order for our community to thrive. Only there does belonging begin. And I think belonging, it's even much deeper than that. I think there are levels to that where it's, yeah, I think maybe ultimately when you really belong, it's 
it's the state where you've never questioned whether you belong or not. And, I mean, I think maybe freedom is the gateway to that. But just having freedom is so far distant from belonging. And I think it's because belonging is a word that infers a community. Freedom doesn't. Freedom is applied to individuals. It's maybe a requirement of other people in the community, especially at the level of tolerating. You tolerate other people in your community because by way of giving them freedom. But that's like individuals transacting. Like, I accept you and you accept me and we don't need to be associated with each other other than that. And we are still free in that system. But we don't necessarily belong together. And I think it's bizarre that there are established communities where we, myself included, question whether we belong there. Because there's like... I mean, sure, we have all the freedom we need, maybe, maybe not. I mean, that's debatable. But then it's like belonging there, it's, it requires so much more than just allocation of individual freedoms. That it's, you know, it has to be, I mean, there has to be celebration. There has to be need. And then beyond that, it, there has to be like you as a person sense that the people around you benefit from you being there. Not just you listen to them saying like, we need you to do this task, but you actually know, like when you go to sleep at night, I made a difference in my community today because I see it in the eyes of those around me. I see how their, their homes are stronger because I am their neighbor, you know? And like, it, it's sort of like belonging requires a connection with others and an internalization of that connection. And freedom doesn't have to have any of that. There's so much less responsibility if you're just talking about freedom. This conversation makes me think of um, the idea of being politically correct. And even, like, cancel culture. You know, the idea of, like, limiting someone's freedom because of what they said. Or not saying something that could limit someone else's ability to be themselves. How do you think uh, being politically correct impact connection, impacts community impacts community building well depends on what political means but um, I don't know I mean to me what's correct is what comes from your heart when you are living in as if you are a gift to the world. And that probably doesn't look like 
adopting language that was handed to you from a social program or the government or whatever. Um, I think having any standard of communication, even one that is so-called politically correct, makes everything you say after that impersonal. I think it does prevent you from really connecting with the person. And I think it can, like adopting that language and that mindset that comes with it, can bring a lot of freedom. But I don't think it gets to the level of belonging. I don't think that um, gatekeeping your own mouth, like I limit what I say or I change what I say because I wonder how it will impact the other person. It's not going to let you really see each other really deeply. And it's not going to make you... It, it might make you feel safe, as in it will eliminate potential threat, but it won't make you feel safe, as in I can lean on this person's shoulder, I can fall into their arms and they will hold me when I'm about to fall down. Like, it's different levels of vulnerability. You know, like you can feel safe in your community because the community does things that are politically correct. And then you feel alone because you go in your house and you're like, okay, I'm safe here. As in, nobody's going to break in and hurt me. No one's going to steal my stuff. No one's going to harass me. That's not thriving, right? Like that's not a quality of life for an individual who will be able to, one, feel a sense of belonging and two, actually have a contribution to their community. I mean, that's just basic human rights, let's say. Mm. But it's not, it's like, I I don't know. I I don't really, I don't know if I have enough of a grasp about what is politically correct to answer this question in a good way. Um, But I, I mean, like, in my ideal world, we don't consider what is politically correct because we're so beyond just whitewashing everything, you know, having a certain set of words that we can say and a certain set of things that we can't. Here's what you can do. Here's what you can't. When you are in your role, even if your role is the disruptor, there's place in your community for that if we all trust each other Mm. and you know like having basic freedom and having basic surface level trust is just a very small start to the long journey to coming to a point where you can trust a person even to be the disruptor in your community and doing it in a healthy way another um word another big concept that is often associated with community is culture. You know, like just creating like a culture as the result of community activity. Do you think 
culture can be created? Mm, I think it it can be created, and you can. I mean, technically, it can. But if the goal is to create culture, then you miss the point. And I think culture happens whether you build it or not. It's a natural expression of a community. And if a community is doing all it can do to build a different culture than it naturally has, they're skipping ahead to the product of community versus the actual value of the community itself. So I think you can build it, but it will be a a bit empty as a culture because it doesn't have the baseline of let's build a community first. And when you build a community first, meaning when you are committed to building connections between individuals and accepting, loving them, respecting them, relying on them, everyone relying on each other to the point where everyone has a sense of belonging. The culture that erupts from that, I mean, you could never fabricate it. It's like the overflow of community fulfillment in a way. I think even the, it's sort of, culture is the community or it's the movement within the community. It's the overflow and sure it's the, the art that comes out of that community. Like it's the expression of it, however that looks, but it's also the daily life and you know, it's the, the buzz of the traffic on main street. Like that is culture because it's individuals committed to living in community and the community just naturally has a certain texture because of the individuals that are part of it. So how do you grow culture? Well, you don't. It's not a culture farm. That's my point. It's like, I don't see a reason to try to grow culture, so I'm not even going to waste time thinking about how would you do it. I mean, I think people do it, by like like putting on events that make the community cool before establishing a community in the first place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that is how you grow it, as in that's how you fabricate a culture without a community in the first place. I think it's like the individual artist who is not supported by their community and they make art and they make some really beautiful mural and then there's a newspaper article with a picture of the mural like hey this person made this great thing now all of a sudden people care about the artist and the painting that they did that's culture the fact that there's media about media there's a story about a person that's culture but like if you were caring about the artist the whole time you have no idea what the artist would produce. I mean, it would blow your mind because from the beginning, they felt supported. They felt like they were belonging somewhere. And the culture that erupts from that community because that person is supported is just like way beyond a story in the newspaper, which we could call culture because it technically is. But 
but it's that empty culture that I was talking about before. Yeah. I think we touched a lot of interesting points. And thank you so much for sharing this time and sharing your heart with, with me. I think we are we have reached a conclusion to our discussion or at least to my questions and I was wondering if you I get which I guess it's a new question but um, I was wondering if you could leave us with a few words a prayer a calling for community Mm. yes I think um, here's my thought and maybe I'll end it with a, a little prayer the thought is that we we're all descendants of communities from other places and we ended up in this community where we are now and we might have a lot of feelings about that and preferences for a better community or living in a different place or connecting with different people and I would say the invitation first is to feel what you feel about it and then it's sort of that same thing as like the the freedom sacrifice paradox once you have felt all the feelings that you have about the fact that you have landed in the community that you're in there's this sort of like a requirement to surrender like yeah I might be mad about it and still I'm here I might be happy about it and still I'm here I might want more from it and still I'm here and so what do I do with that? And especially in places where you might feel like your culture doesn't fit the culture that you see expressed around you. Somehow, for some reason, and I mean, we have a lot of thoughts. People have different thoughts about this. It's God or it's fate or it's free will or whatever. But we all ended up here for some reason. We can be mad about it. We can surrender to it. But there's another level of, okay, now I'm here, so what do I do? Like, so what can I maybe contribute? You know, maybe you're at a point where you actually have an overflow of of energy toward community and you don't know where to put it. And the prayer that came to my mind when you asked me that given the context that I just shared, is you are the answer to your ancestors' prayers. And our ancestors' prayers might have been very different. And there's so much mystery in the fact that all of these prayers and all of the people that precipitated out of the spirit world into the human bodies that we have now and are stuck together in this so-called community. We have some mysterious connection because despite our 
different lineages and despite our own internal definitions of what is an ideal community um, despite the differences between the culture that surrounds us and the ones that we were raised in and the ones that our ancestors were raised in there's a reason or this is that thing about is it free will is it fate I don't know but let's say there's a reason we're all here together right now and I think it's helpful to consider if I am my ancestor's prayer. If I am my ancestor's answered prayer, how would I live? And I have full faith that if all of us are doing that and considering what requests we're living in the prayers of our ancestors and considering that we, as living beings, are the answer to those requests, how would we live and how would we connect with each other? And I think we can't even imagine what we could build if we were all living as if we are answered prayers.